Good morning. You guys are so patient. It's hard to turn the pages in your head when you have to change gears. <laughs> you got you got to kind of you got to kind of wait a minute. Find the book of John, please. We're going to be in a whole lot of places today, but I want to start in the book of John. I'm glad you're here. <clears throat> In 2005, I think, if my memory serves me correctly, which is not very reliable, but <laughs> I think in 2005, I breached this topic of transitioning uh, from being a servant to a friend in our relationship with Jesus. Um, it doesn't mean we stop serving. It just means the relationship changes. Um, and the last thing I want you to think is that I'm trying to get deep on you. Because I'm not that guy. I, I, I mean, I just, I'm just not. I, God called me to tell the rest of the story. <laughs> and so that's all I do. I just I try to find things in the scripture that, Kind of connects A to B, if that makes sense. Um, and, and for the record, uh, that's not the easiest thing <laughs> in the world to do because the Bible doesn't make sense. Um, but I want to talk about moving from just being a servant to being a friend and, and, and a, what's the word? And, and, and a co-laborer with Christ. See, the disciples, they lived in absolute awe of the one that called them to leave everything. And they did. And uh, to them, the choice was a no-brainer. Uh, have you ever thought this is the, this is this is the weird stuff I think about. What what what? Why was the decision to follow Jesus so easy for those guys? I, I mean, I, I, let, let, let's go back in time. Um, Jesus is walking by, and he's like, uh, "You, you, and you, follow me." And they're like, "Okay." I, I, I mean, come on. People have always been people. Cynics have always been cynics, and skeptics have always been skeptics. But there was something about Jesus. And, and I believe it, it's because when he spoke, something came alive in them. Something was in his voice that was worth living for. And something was in his voice that was worth dying for. But even though some, something was stirred inside of them when he spoke, they lived every day 
and, and I'm not being critical of them. Please don't misunderstand. Uh, they, there was an overload of things they didn't understand. I mean, I, I mean, they had, they had, yeah, I know, I, I could, I could be critical of their questions, <laughs> but I won't because my questions are just as foolish. Um, when, when a, when a demon possessed guy fell at Jesus' feet, and when the Pharisees sat speechless as Jesus taught, and. Uh, just being in his presence and his, the healings and the deliverance, you get the idea. It had to be overwhelming. Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah. Um, but their life had purpose and their life had meaning because of Jesus. Uh, and yeah, they had their issues. And I don't know that they ever figured it out until we turned the page after the book of John into the book of Acts. I don't know that they ever figured it out, but I don't know that I figured it out, so I won't be critical. They were, their heart was captured. They were apprehended by Jesus Christ. And the momentum of the life they lived, it's kind of hard for us to understand because the culture is different, and I get that. But it was like every word, every, every action that Jesus did, it had some eternal significance. And I'm just wanting us to kind of get back to that if we can. Some, something like incredibly remarkable happened when towards the end of Jesus' life. His earthly life, that is. And he gave his disciples a promotion. Um, he promoted them to friend. Now, I, I, I don't know what that means to you. Um, but in John 15, 15, I want you to look at this, please. No longer... Do I call you servant? For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I heard from my father, I've made known to you. The focus would switch. In this promotion, the focus would switch. Um, what did it switch from, Jeff? Well, from the tasks they had to do to loving and being like the one that had called them friends. I, 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 hey, look, it's okay that you don't feel the weight of this. If, if, if you don't or do, to me, that is just overwhelming to me. I no longer 
call you servants. Because the servant don't know what the master is doing. The servant does whatever he's told. He said, hey, but now I call you friends. They were given access to the secrets, kingdom secrets. You're like, wow, we don't, we don't know that. Well, yeah, we do because it said, um, for all things that I heard from my father, I made known to you. That, that's, that's God, the father, talking to Jesus, the son, and then he's telling them. This isn't a, a go and do. This is a go and be. <laughs> yeah, w- w- when he handed out this, what I'm calling a promotion, because I don't know what to call it, he, he did it by teaching the differences between the two positions. Servants don't know what the master is doing. They don't have access to personal and intimate information from the master. They're task-oriented. Hey, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Just tell me what to do, and I'll do it, and we'll be good. They do what they're told. Obedience is the primary focus, and I'm not, I'm not taking you off of that goal. I'm just saying for a servant, obedience is the primary focus, but friends have a slightly different focus, and their primary focus is kind of shared between two things. One is obedience because John 15, 14 says, you're my friends if you do whatever I command you. So that's still part of the equation. But friends are less concerned about disobeying than they are disappointing. Friends are less concerned about disobeying than disappointing. And when Jesus was raising these guys up, the disciples' attention focused from the commandments to the presence. And that's different. That's totally different. Now, if you leave here and say, I said we don't have to obey, Kim's going to be so mad at you. She hates what I'm misquoted because I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is in our obedience, let me ask a question. Why are we obeying? Why are we obeying? Um, It's from the assignments to the relationship. It's from the tasks to the bond, from the what I do for him to what do I do that affects him and his kingdom. They were, they were literally transformed through this promotion. And again, if you read the book of Acts, you'll, you'll see it, you'll hear it, you'll read it, you'll, you'll feel it. Several things take place in our hearts when we embrace this kind of a, a journey one, what we know changes. What, 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 what we know. What, what we know 
we gain access to the Father in a different level. We gain access through the Spirit of the living God. It's more intimate. You can embrace your emotions. You can embrace the truth. You can embrace who you are. The heart of God is, is the greatest resource we have for understanding who we are. Jesus, we, we've talked about this for the last few weeks that Jesus paid the price for us to have this access and he granted us the freedom to have this access and it, it comes from the truth of what we know. And what we know is that God wants us to be his friend. I, I wish I could say I understood that, but I, I, I'd be lying to you and I would never do that. So what we know changes, but what we experience changes. We, we, encounters, encounters with God as a friend are different than encounters with God as a servant. They're different. They're just different. Again, it, it, it has to do with access, and it has to do with intimacy, and it has to do with relationship. His heartbeat becomes our heartbeat. And isn't that what we're all wanting? The position becomes our greatest inheritance. We're not, we're not so much serving now just to get to heaven. <laughs> we're, we're creating a relationship to build the intimacy with the Father. So what we know changes and what we experience changes, but what we do changes. No, it radically changes. See, see, we're not just trying to do things so God don't send a lightning bolt down on our head. By the way, he doesn't do that, by the way. Um, but but that's, that's in our mind. I get it. But... We don't do things, let me, let me say this, We're, we don't focus so much on working for him, we focus on working with him. That's so different. That's so different. I mean, it's like, hey God, how can I partner with you today? And, and I, I said a couple of weeks ago, God don't need me. Can I tell you that again? God don't need Five foot six Jeff Burke. He don't need me. Are you kidding me? The earth is his footstool. But he called me. And he said, join me. Partner with me. So, so, so it switches where you, you don't just work for him, you work with him. God, what do, you, what, do you, what do you need done today, God? What do you need? Look, I don't want to talk to this guy, God. But I will. Um, I, I don't want to share my story because I'm on a schedule, God. I'm on a schedule. But, but I will. 
We don't work for him. We work with him. And I, I love that this is possible because he entrusted us with his power. I, I know. I, I get what you, you're like. Yeah, man, well, I've heard that all my life. No, listen to me. The creator of the universe has entrusted us with his power. What we do changes, but also what we see changes. Um, what I mean by that is our identity changes. Christ followers who live out of who they really are, they see themselves differently. This is, this is, um, this is a, a low-key uh, solution to you if you struggle with who you are. When you lean into the intimacy of a relationship with Jesus Christ, you understand more of who you are. Christians, Christ followers, whatever you called yourself, who live out of who they really are, they can't be crippled by the opinions of others. You just can't. Because it's like, okay, I hear you. Maybe there's something in there I need to work on. But you know what? You don't define me. My creator defines me. And that didn't, I wasn't saying you wouldn't be discouraged or frustrated or. Or get confused. But you won't be taken out of the race because of someone else's words. I, I, I'm. I'm not going to preach this today like, like it's um, I'm being condescending or coming down or it's it's like it's like the Mary and Martha story in the in the New Testament. Um, we've we've this is this is my opinion, so I'm going to step away from the word. Because um, my opinion, you don't have to listen to. Um, we've taught that out of context so much, I believe. That, that's my opinion. Um, that one was more spiritual than the other. Um, they, 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 just, they just leaned into their personalities. They leaned, leaned into who they were. So, so I, 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 Mary wasn't a non-worker. She wasn't an unworker. She just learned to serve from his presence. There's a difference. W working from his presence is different than working for his presence. Are you still with me today? All right, all right, all right. Th this friendship promotion that I'm trying to talk about is it's the, it's the ultimate will of God in every believer's life. Um, we become part of the equation where we're part of the solution if you will, um, of what God is doing here on earth before he takes us all home. And how do, Jeff, how do we become part of the solution? We become part of the solution when we bring up there down here. It was in the model prayer. Uh, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
So the desires of your heart drastically will change to meet his agenda and not Jeff Burke's agenda. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to turn, turn a sharp corner right here. <laughs> You're like, you do it every time you speak. Um, Let me, let me go to the end and work my way backwards, if that's okay. How you'll know that you're accepting the promotion of being a friend of God and not just a servant of God is your desires will change. Your desires will 100% change. And that's a big deal. Um, Abraham, Moses, they were called friends of God. And they had an awareness of God's expectation on them. And they didn't get it right every time. We know the stories, but they knew they had to be involved in what God was doing. It was uncomfortable. Um, Abraham took his son to a place and was, I, and if, if you're new to the scriptures, please, this, this is going to sound like, why would I even want to follow this God? But, but he took his son, and God said, oh, you need to go up and run a blade through your son. Okay. So they go up, and he's getting ready to do it, and you know the story. There was a ram in a thicket, and God's like, no way. But see, that's the level of trust that a friend has, not just a servant has. Moses said, uh, I, can't go, I can't go talk to Pharaoh. Are you kidding? I st 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 stutter. <laughs> Who do I say has sent me, Moses said. And God's like, well, just tell him I am. Well, that doesn't make sense. I need more than that. But, but, but see... Those two guys were called friends of God because they did the unexplainable and the obviously weird. Uh, uh, can we be honest today? Yeah, because, yeah. The farthest thing from Abraham's mind was packing up and leaving his people and his riches when God told him to just, hey, here's what I need you to do. Hey, Abraham, here's what I need you to do. I need you to gather your stuff up, leave your luxury, and just start, just take off. Cool, 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 cool. Where are we going? I'll tell you later. Oh, my gosh. I hope you're hearing this. But, but see, that unknown destination... Although he didn't understand, and we can't even pretend he understood. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm not a fool. He didn't understand, but, but God's desire became his desire. Moses had no idea how his life was going to change when he's walking along with a stick, hitting some sheeps in their backside, and a bush catches on fire. Come on. Can we get in the scripture here? Because 
I don't know about you, but if I'm walking along and a bush catches on fire, I'm out. I'm out so, I'm out so fast. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, 911. Your Bible says that Moses stopped and turned towards the bush. See, there's a difference in just being a servant and being a friend. They owned it. They owned it. They owned it, and they lived it. I didn't say they were perfect, because I have story after story in the, from the Scripture of Abraham and Moses messing it up. Again, just like me. But man... They knew they could flourish from this promotion because they were given the resources of heaven to be successful. And what I'm presenting to you today is that you have the same opportunity. As a kid, we used to ask our friends, well, what would you ask if you could have one wish? And, and we got smart and we said, a hundred more wishes. Well, God asked the wisest man in all of Scripture outside of Jesus, his name was Solomon, ask him that question. You can have one blank check. What do you want? And his answer raised the bar for the rest of us. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. And the, and the disciples were kind of given that same proposition, if you will. Um, I, I know we don't make deals with God, but... They were given the unlimited supply of blank checks. Hey, so have we. It's the Holy Spirit's movement in our life. See, we're talking about changing our desires. I hope you're still hearing me. Um, John 15, 7 says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. No, 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 listen. <laughs> That's in your Bible. But there's a qualification here. If, 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 if. Everybody say if. If you abide in me, and if my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. The question is, what do you desire? See, because a servant is, is just trying to gain position. A friend Let me go on. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, Jesus said. You didn't choose me. Jesus is like, calm down. Jesus is like, I don't know who you think you are, but you didn't choose me. I chose you and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. I think sometimes um, 
Jeff Burke gets a, a big head every now and again and thinks God might need him and that I'm doing God a favor for whatever I do. And I'm reminded that nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> no, 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 no. How about John 14, 14? If, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Has everybody seen these verses in the scripture? I mean, you're, you're looking at me like you've never read the Bible before. I, I'm, I'm just wanting to know you're, you're tracking with me because this, this is... This is rhetorical. Um, what is it you're not asking for because... You don't think you deserve it. Because let me just let me just let me just square up with you right now. You don't deserve it. No, I don't deserve it either. I, that wasn't me being condescending. I don't deserve it either. But what aren't you asking for because you feel like you don't deserve it? See, if 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 your relationship is on a friend level. The desires of your heart will be the desires of his heart. So it, it might not be that the desire is wrong or right. It might be that it's just not his. And again, there's a difference. Oh, there's a difference. A big difference. John 16, 23, 24. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you receive that your joy may be full. I don't know. I just, I just feel like that's kind of a big deal. See, for us to receive what Jesus was offering in these verses, we, we, we can't be puppets and we can't be robots. We got to be intimate friends. And there's a difference. What God is saying is now that you're my friend, if something matters to you, it matters to me. And vice versa, if something matters to me, God says it's got to matter to you. It's got to matter to you. As a servant, it was kind of the other way around. But now you're my friends. And I, 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 tell me your dreams, God says. Tell me your dream. Tell me your desire. Because if you're my friend and we have this intimate relationship, it will line up with my desire. And we're good. And we've read how many verses that said, I'll give it to you. I'm... I'm known for um, being unmovable. Kim would call it stubborn. Um, <laughs> I over-spiritualize it, and I call it a, just a strong sense of commitment. <laughs> hey, guys, you can use that. But I've got this strong sense of commitment, but... 
when I make my mind up on something, it's, it's done. It's, do, it's done. I don't go back. I don't change it. Whatever the decision is, the decision is. But you let my kids or my grandkids ask me for something. My schedule doesn't matter. My plan doesn't matter. My goal doesn't even matter. And I I say that to say, how much more does our Heavenly Father? I I mean, I I find myself unable to operate in my own will. Papa, will you? Yes. (laughs) Hey, Dad, will you? Yes. Where did my toughness go? Where, where's my resolve? No, listen. My, 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 my father speaks to me through my kids and grandkids and my beautiful wife and many of you. But, but it, it's weird how you, you, you kind of understand a little more about relationship with your father in heaven When you understand a little more about yourself, and as I've said, you understand a little more about yourself when you, uh, I I sound like I'm confusing myself right now. You understand more about yourself when you understand more about your relationship with your father. It's called a circle. I am... I was influenced by someone that holds an incredible, incredibly intimate place in my heart. I learned more about uh, being a dad and grandfather and how willingly I make myself available and vulnerable and all of those things to my kids. When I do that, though, I learn more about what God wants in our relationship. I, I, I don't even know if I can explain that so that it even makes sense, but how, how does he make himself vulnerable? How does God make himself vulnerable? It's not that I have any power over him whatsoever, but by him giving me the desires of my heart, he's got to trust that my desires are his desires. He, he has to. Um, by giving me the desires of my heart, even when he knows I, I may get the credit, I may even steal the glory, not intentionally, please don't mishear me. But I, might, I, I, I might mishandle my blessing. I know nobody in here has ever done that, but full circle, he, he wants to give you the desires of your heart because you're his friend. You're his friend. And you hear the heartbeat of God, but you got to make sure your desires are pure and come from him. Matthew 15, 28, then Jesus answered and said to her, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. 
And her daughter was healed from that very hour. Matthew 16, 24, when Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Oh, wait, hold on. That's a different kind of desire. Hold on. Oh, the rubber just hit the road. Because it's not just about bringing a checklist to God. It's about are we willing to take up our cross follow Jesus or not. Mark 9, 35, and he sat down, called the 12, and said to them, if anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all servant, of all and servant of all. See, these desires, you get, you get I mean, what's your John 15, 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you desire and it'll be done for you. Here's, here's the thing, and this is what I was referring to in my intro back in, I, I want to say 2005, but I'm not sure. But um, Desire is, is, is two Greek words. And just, just so we're tracking, I'm not a Greek scholar. I'm not an English scholar. Um, I butcher the English language, and so I, you know what I'm saying, John? And so I butcher the Greek language too, right? But I read a lot, I study a lot. So, desire. Two words. D-E, the, the D part of it, means of or from. Sire means father. I'll pause while you connect the dots. Desire, your desire will come from whomever you're communing with who your father is, let me go, let me go over here, desire, desire of the father, of the, so when he's saying, hey, I'll give you the desires of your heart, he's not saying more, it's more money in the bank, whatever, 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 he's saying, what I give you from me, I'll see it through. I agree. That is good. I, I, I don't. I, I, I just don't know that. This is cynical, Jeff, so I'll go over here. Um, I, I don't know that the church understands that. And that's not me being critical. That's me saying guilty. But I don't know that the church understands that, that it has to be from God. D, sire of the Father. Hmm. Um, impure desires, 
non-kingdom desires come from communing with the father of lies. I mean, I, mean, I can't mince words about that. That's what it is. Pure desires, desires that will increase the kingdom, whether it increases you or not, or me or not, doesn't matter. Because I'm not here for me, I'm here for him. So if it's from the Father, then all you have, we read, we read the verse. I'm not going to reread them. All we got to do is ask the Father. He's like, got it. Because it's of the Father. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you get it. If, if we spend more time pondering on our offense or who made us mad or whatever, our desire will become a vindication instead of reconciliation. And I'm not even saying reconciliation is even in the equation. But you don't got to be miserable about it. That's all I'm saying. Desires are in our hearts, good or bad, because they are the offspring of our relationship with whomever we're communing with. My goal for this message is just to encourage you who know Jesus to live from the desires that are born from the heart of God. That's all. That's all. At salvation... Um, those, those of you that know Jesus, at salvation, you gained access into the kingdom. Um, I wish someone would have amened that, but that's okay. Um, at salvation, you gained access into the kingdom. Amen. <laughs> Once you're made a friend of God, you have life now in the kingdom. How, how can I explain this? Um, let me just say this. The kingdom's bigger on the inside than the outside. <laughs> the kingdom's bigger on the inside than on the outside. It's the inside where you hear Jesus say, we're no longer servants, but we're friends. Can you, I can't wrap my mind around it. I wish someone could explain that to me. Kelly, explain that to me. You're the genius in the room. Somebody needs to explain to me how Jesus Christ would, 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 would call Jeff Burke a friend. I'm a motorcycle riding, tattooed hillbilly. I say that with the utmost respect. Uh, I, I, I mean, come on. But yet, John... Jesus calls you friend, bro. <laughs> I, I, you know what I think of you. I'm, you you're, you're like a son to me, but here's the thing. Um, you don't deserve it. Amen. I say that out of love because I love to say it. No, I, <laughs> no I, I, I'm saying that to say none of us deserve it is, is my point. It's none of us, none of, come. You know how many times you know how many times I've stepped out on God? I'm embarrassed by it. 
You feel me, John? I, I know you do, bro. I, how many times I've had a thought that was not from him? Now, as part of my testimony, and Candace ain't here, but Heather is still here. By the way, it's Heather's birthday, if I didn't say that already. So, but, but I, I am, um, th- they will tell you that I obeyed my parents implicitly. There, the, I, 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 I did. Um, two reasons. One, my mom was a four foot 11 woman from Tennessee, uh, and she would beat you into a coma. And two, uh, because I was the youngest of five and I watched my other brothers get beat into a coma. So I, 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 I obeyed them. So I, I, wasn't the, I wasn't the kid that went out and, you know, stole a car or did drugs or whatever. I just wasn't that kid. I, I, just, I just wasn't. That don't make me better than anybody else. I'm just saying I still don't deserve to be a friend of God. I don't. But as I've said for 22 years now in front of you, um, but Jesus, but Jesus. Jesus made it so I could be a friend of God. And so I want his desires to be my desires. I'm not going to lie. I, I don't even know what my desires are anymore. And, and I, I don't mean that like, because I know I'm old and senile. But I'm saying, I don't even know what my desires are anymore. Because it's like, what, what, well, if what, I'm get, what I want doesn't increase the kingdom, I ain't got time. And, and not because I'm super busy. I'm just saying, I ain't got, it ain't worth my energy. That's what I'm saying. Are you, are you feeling me? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not, this ain't a martyr speech. I'm, God, Jesus said that he wants to give us the desires of our hearts so that our joy may be full. Well, if I'm, if I'm living for his kingdom then everything I do with my beautiful wife, everything I do with my family, everything I do here, everything I do outside of here, it's got to be in alignment with his desires or I'll find no joy in it. Yeah, I know you get it. I'm beating a dead horse now, right? <laughs> One final example, David, and then we'll... We're going to hear from a, a, a few teens and we're going to go home. But he set the bar from, for us when it come to uh, fulfilled dreams. And, and this, is, this, is the, uh, this, this is my, um, this is my home, home runner, okay, for all you communicators out there. <laughs> it's illustrated in Solomon building the temple that David planned. Did you hear what I said? Solomon building the temple that David planned. The the temple building was one of the most significant events in the Bible. But in its dedication, Solomon, David's boy, said this in 1 Kings 8, 15, 
at 17 said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who spoke with his mouth to my father David and has fulfilled it with his hand, saying, Since the day that I brought my people uh, Israel from Egypt, I did not choose a city. Put a pin in that. Out of all the tribes in Israel and to which to build a house that my name might be there, I chose. <laughs> See, look, look, you got to get this. You got you to gotta receive this. I chose David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of my father, David. The desire of his heart. Even if you don't see it in your lifetime, it's okay. It's okay. If, if my kids don't do more than I've done, I failed miserably. I get it. My grandkids better do more than they did, or they failed miserably. It was in the heart of my father David to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. God said, I didn't choose a city. I chose a dude. I chose a man. I chose a person. I didn't choose a city. I chose a man. And the idea of the temple was in the heart of the man because it was in the heart of God. You think God, you think God couldn't have... Um, let, let's... Let's, let's just regroup real quick. Let's, let's just let's circle the wagons here for a second. So God hung the stars, all the planets, got everything going in its rotation. It's like, okay, no, too fat. Ooh, ooh, slow it down. Good, okay. I don't, I don't want earth to get burnt up. So we got to slow this down. We got to do this, right, right? So, so I mean, God, that was God, right? So that's God. That's the God we serve. That's the God we know. You think he couldn't have built a temple? Oh, but see, he chose a man. He chose a man to be his friend. He chose a man that, uh, that would execute the desire of his heart because he put the desire of his heart in that. God help us see it. He's like, let, let me put it this way. God, God, wasn't, God didn't say the temple was my main idea. David was my main idea. And, and, and every one of you cats right down here and kittens, uh, I know, I'm old. Uh, you're his main idea. You're his main idea. You're his main idea. You're his main idea. It ain't what, you, it ain't what you're going to do. What you do will be a result of you being his main idea. <laughs> You're his main idea. Do, 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 what he, do what he put in you. Do what he put in you. You hear me, bro? Do what he put in you. Do what he put in you. Do what he put in you. You got me? Do what he put in you. Temple's not my main idea. <laughs> this, this little, this, this, this little shepherd boy, w walking up, 
scraping sheep dung off his shoes. He's my main idea. love the way King James parses out Mark eleven twenty four. 24. said, therefore, I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. When you're praying, pay close attention to the desires that pop into your mind. I'd love to tell you that every time I pray, me and God are like, but, but sometimes I have to tell my mind, stop, stop, no, 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 no. And then I got to realign. I got to remember why I'm praying to begin with. I'm not praying to get something. I'm praying so that God will use me in his kingdom, in his will, in the desires of his heart. Look, I, I, don't, I, I don't even know how you, how you find this today. I don't, even, I don't know how to end it. I, this ain't a, I ain't got an altar call. I ain't got any of that. I, I'm asking you, though, If you, if you need your relationship with Jesus, to be restarted, or maybe started for the first time, or if in something that we read today, not nothing that I said, but if something that we read today spoke to your heart, can we just, can we just take a moment and, and just lean into that? Because because I, this isn't a this isn't a um, this isn't me asking you to do anything. It's not. It's not me asking you to make some big commitment. It's not. It's me saying, listen. He chose you. He chose. Would you just pray with me, please? God, I thank you for your word. I thank you. <laughs> That's it. I just thank you. That's it. I just thank you. I thank you for... that you just want to hang out with me is crazy to me. So I thank you. 
God, if there's any area in my life that is not demonstrating the desires of your heart, please, 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 please tell me. And God, if there's something else you need or want me to do, please, 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 please tell me. I committed a long time ago that if you'll tell me, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't even care. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Lord, I pray that I would decrease so you could increase in my life. We would know, we would know your will. We would know the desires of your heart. Here's my only ask. Here's my own, my only ask. I, I promise. And and then John's gonna come up here. John, come up here right now. Uh, and, and we're gonna hear from a couple teams. But here's my only ask. Will you will you not move past this too quickly, please? <laughs> 